In Isaiah 42, 8, God says, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. In today's episode, I just want to share some of my favorite quotes from other pastors and theologians about the glory of God. All right, so as I'm recording this, I've got some vacation time coming up, and so my schedule's going to be a little bit off, and I figured this would be a really good way to still put out an episode this week uh, and also share what I thought was were some really valuable quotes um, as I've been studying the glory of God. Now, a major thanks to Logos Bible Software, because uh, that allows me to quickly search so many things all at one time. So every resource I have on Logos Bible software, it will scan all of those and basically put it in a like a like a it's almost like a little quote book um, that you can scroll through and just read quote after quote. It it gives you the source if you want that, and um, of course the uh, the author of the quote. So Logos Bible Software made this part really really easy. So it, it's you I could read through and just see what a lot of different theologians say about the glory of God. And so obviously these are these quotes are not Bible verses, but they are from men who have devoted. Um, a, a large majority of their life to studying the Word of God, and so um, I just find great value and and really comfort as as I study the Bible and sort of uh, develop a concept of what I believe the Bible is is speaking about when it talks about the glory of God. Um, so many of these quotes, as I started reading through, uh, just helped kind of confirm that idea. And so uh, hope, hopefully you enjoy these. If you typically listen at you know, uh, at 2x or whatever speed, you may want to consider slowing it down because some of these these quotes may be a little bit wordy and, and also it, it helps you um, think about uh, what what I'm saying or what I'm quoting, all right? So uh, consider slowing it down. And then also, I'm going to list all of these as long as there's enough room in the comments or, or not the comment, in the episode notes section of this podcast, I'll, I'll have, I'll copy and paste all of these quotes in there. And um, so if you really like one and you, you know, you're riding down the road or whatever, you can always go back to the episode notes and find it. So uh, also, if you have any further questions, you can always email me, bearchristianity at gmail.com. And then I'm on Instagram at the real Bear Martin. Uh, these quotes are in no particular order, and I've I've left out some that I've quoted in previous episodes. So I think most of these will be new. Uh, a few of them uh, may be repeated. So let's just uh, I'll just read the quote. I may make some comments on it. I may just go to the next one. So let's have some fun. Here's the first one. This is by Charles Ryrie. He says, quote, what is the glory of God? It is the manifestation of any or all of his attributes. In other words, it is the displaying of God to the world. Thus, things which glorify God are things which show the characteristics of his being to the world. Uh, the next one is by A.W. Tozer. He says, quote, God's glory is and must forever remain the Christian's true point of departure. Anything that begins anywhere else, whatever it is, is certainly not New Testament Christianity, end quote. R.C. Sproul says, prayer, like everything else in the Christian life, is for God's glory and for our benefit in that order. Charles Simeon 
says this, the greatest argument of Scripture is the glory of God's own name. The greatest argument of Scripture is the glory of God's own name. As you read all of Scripture, uh, you can think about it in that way. What is what is God trying to tell me about himself in this passage of Scripture? How is God revealing himself um, to us, uh, the the readers of the Bible, how is God revealing Himself? All uh, Scripture's greatest argument is that God is glorious, and so uh, that, I enjoyed that that quote. Uh, John Piper says, "This is the way. This this is talking about falling short of the glory of God." He says, th- "Quote: This is the way we fall short of the glory of God. We exchange it for something of lesser value." All sin comes from not putting supreme value on the glory of God. This is the very essence of sin. D.L. Moody says, Let it be God's glory and not our own that we seek. And when we get to that point, how speedily the Lord will bless us for good. F.F. Bruce said, quote, It is because man in the creative order bears the image of his creator that the Son of God could become incarnate as man and in his humanity display the glory of the invisible God. That is a, a deep one to think about. It's talking about it's we, we are created in the image of God, and it is for this very reason that Jesus could become the—he could take on flesh. He could become man um, and still display the glory of God. So let me read that quote again. Quote, it is because man in the creative order bears the image of his creator that the Son of God could become incarnate as man and in his humanity display the glory of the invisible God. Now, Thomas Watson, uh, I love this quote here. Thomas Watson is a, a Puritan pastor, um, just excellent author. So if you're interested in reading some Puritan books, Thomas Watson would, would be a good one. He says, A sight of God's glory humbles. The stars vanish when the sun appears. Charles Spurgeon says, You will never glory in God till, first of all, God has killed your glorying in yourself. Douglas Moo, I, I enjoy his commentary on Romans. So uh, Douglas Moo, he also is a um, theologian and uh, and it really involved with the NIV Bible translation. I think he's like one of the head the head honchos there. I listened to a podcast by him that explained a lot about how Bible translations work and and um, so anyway. So Bible translator, theologian, and has written some commentaries on books of the Bible, but. He says this, quote, "...glory in the Bible characteristically refers to the magnificent presence of the Lord, and the eternal state was often pictured as a time when God's people would experience and have a part in that glory." So um, I don't have the exact quotes here in front of me, but uh, but oftentimes when theologians talk about the glory of God, they'll often bring up God's presence among his people. So the, um, the, the glory cloud that led the Israelites through the wilderness, um, the, the tabernacle to, is, is um, God's presence with his people. So um, 
It says the John 1:14 says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That word dwelt is this the same word for tabernacle. And so God's um when they finished the tabernacle, the glory of God filled the tabernacle and the same thing with the temple. And so it's um the glory of God is is often talked about in his presence among his people. And so here Uh, Let me give you that quote again. It says, glory in the Bible characteristically refers to the magnificent presence of the Lord. And the eternal state, talking about eternal life, heaven, was often pictured as a time when God's people would experience and have a part in that glory. We, you know, the the greatest thing about eternity for Christians is going to be that we are in the presence of uh, in the we we see the glory of God. So great quote there by Douglas Moo. Um, John Piper again said he's talking about Jonathan Edwards. So he's he's referring to a Jonathan Edwards quote as well about the glory of God. So John Piper says Edwards is absolutely right. God is glorified not only by His glories being seen, but by its being rejoiced in. If we do not rejoice in God, we do not glorify God as we ought. There's a, a book John Piper, John Piper wrote called Desiring God, and there's a, a concept in there that I thought was really, really uh, just brilliant and um, just made a lot of sense to me. And John Piper talks about when we, when we truly value something, when we truly love something or, or find joy in something— the the final step if if you will of of experiencing that joy is actually telling others about it um so let me give you a, a quick example i have recently become very interested in the tour de france and um and professional cycling i've watched like several documentaries now and I know some of the I don't know them, but I've gotten to know through through documentaries um, the some of the writers, and so I've like become a fan of certain writers in the Tour de France and and following that. And so I find myself talking about that a lot to other people, and it it's a way of completing the joy I get out of watching the Tour de France and the different um, you know if there was an exciting ending to one of the stages. Um, that that sort of thing. There's there's a joy in that. So think about that. The things you you want to talk to people about, um, it often completes the joy that you get from that. If it's it's like if you if it's, if you went on this awesome vacation, um, or you know just did something really really fun, but never told anybody about it, there's it's it's almost like you don't fully get to experience that joy. Right, and so I think that's that's the concept that John Piper, uh, or one of the concepts in desiring God, that I think also uh, John Piper's getting at here as he quotes Jonathan Edwards. So let me give you that again. He, John Piper says Edwards, meaning Jonathan Edwards, is absolutely right. God is glorified not only by His glory glories being seen but by its being rejoiced in. If we do not rejoice in God, we do not glorify God as we ought. Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, How often do you think of your salvation in this way, the glory of God? So, so many times we think of salvation from a man-centered view. Um, you know, I, I choose God, and so now I get to go to heaven. Uh, instead, we, we should think of salvation in, wow, what, you know, we, we should try to see the glory of God in sal in our salvation that it should always start with the glory of God. 
Lewis Berry Schaefer said the glory of God is all his attributes added together and raised to the nth degree. R.C. Sproul says this, and th- these these next two quotes are my final two, and they're both by R.C. Sproul. They both kind of um, are talking about the, the same thing, basically. He says, Jesus doesn't merely reflect the glory of God. He is the glory of God. And then the next quote by R.C. Sproul, Jesus does not just reflect the brightness of the glory of God. He is the brightness of the glory of God. So those are those are some quotes about the glory of God. There are tons and tons and tons that I left out. But um <laughs> as I this is not even on my on my list, but I, as I just glanced over, I still have this quote book thing um uh, listed or, or open on the side of my notes, and and this is by Martin Luther. He says, "A dairymaid can milk cows to the glory of God." That, <laughs> so there's a there's a great quote too. A dairymaid can milk cows to the glory of God. So we can everything we do uh, should be for the glory of God. So so I pray that that um, you would focus on the glory of God and and in your prayer. Each morning before you start your day, ask God to help you realize that and 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 look for that more in your life, that everything you're doing is for the glory of God. It will convict you oftentimes of of how you're acting in that situation. Um, because so many times we can we can be really good on the outside, but it's our internal motives, our heart that matters the most. And so so many times it, we look good to the world, but uh, internally, our it, it's we're not doing what we're doing to the glory of God. So, um, pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to to work in your heart in that way. Now, next week I will talk about what it means for Christians to be glorified by God. And so, it, it, this concept is is mentioned by Paul in Romans eight verses twenty nine and thirty. So, here's our closing verses for the day. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified.